the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. Now, Rob Black and your money. Call Rob, 1-800-345-5639. Here's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Friday to you. Friday before Father's Day. Nice long fat weekend for you men who've impregnated women. I don't know. It's a long weekend, but it's always nice to be pampered and catered and loved, right? Oh, good God. I could even go back to my childhood and start talking about Father's Day, but I don't want to go start a deep therapy session with you at this point in time. There's other things to talk about. We could talk about the Lakers. And it's kind of funny because I was with a group of people last night and they're like, who are you pulling for? And I said, Lakers, and they were like, why? I said, because I pull for the state of California. Any sporting event I want California to win, in large part, brings more taxes into our state. Less taxes that I have to pay, less taxes, uh, you know, ultimately future taxes for me, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I can put off as long as I can. So I know it's ridiculous. I know we hate the Lakers in Northern California. But I pull for the the team that pays the state income tax. Uh, Call me crazy. I think that's just... uh, my way of taking care of me while also enjoying a game. Keep in mind, it is just that a game. This is a call-in show, though. It's a, your show. It's called Rob Black and Your Money. So your money issues. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. Like, for instance, big warning from the police. They say less cash equals fewer cops. And again, you're going to see more budget cuts. This is going to be an ongoing issue. In large part, the United States has a high unemployment rate, and when that happens, that means the states pull in less money, and the United States' high unemployment rate started in the private sector, and the public sector kept spending money, kept spending money, kept spending money, and it's a little bit of a time to pay. It's time for the public sector to go through what the private sector went through, so it's interesting to note. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. The BP chief, (laughs) I saw some footage of him. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, where they, you know, number of times they quoted him saying, I'm sorry, this is devastating. Uh, It was like 25 in a five-hour hearing. Number of times he goes, I'm sorry, I'm not qualified to answer that. I'm not an engineer. Uh, That that was like 25 times. So, again, it was just just pathetic grandstanding. Our congressman trying to grill him for answers as if he's going to give them something he's not going to give other federal regulators. It's just grandstanding and it's crap. And then you hear about the Texas Republican who basically apologized to the executive from BP and ultimately put his foot deep in his mouth because you don't apologize to a guy who's costed our country that kind of devastating effect. But he, he his heart was in the right place. You know, sorry that you as a private citizen are being told put up $20 billion that our executive branch of the government is basically pushing their will and uh, making you do things that may or not be within their power constraint. Interesting to note. Um, holy mackerel, there's all sorts of things we could talk about today. Today is an easy show. Today is an easy show to talk about. Uh, Motorola, for instance, planning to pump a bulk of their cash reserves into money-losing cell phone business when 
you know, the the unit splits off next year. So Motorola is one of those companies that was a hero in the 90s. And it is just a disaster in this day and age. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. Let's start with a phone call. Let's go to Cheryl in the South Bay. Hi. Hi. What's up? Oh, I want to know your opinion of those funds at uh, Schwab and Vanguard and all, where you put your money in and you put your age in, and they sort of calculate everything, and then they change it for you as you get older, and so sure. you don't have to think. How old are you, Cheryl? 46. 46. How much have you saved? Oh, maybe 80. Okay. So you're a little bit behind, unless you've got, like, a pension or unless you've got... An inheritance coming. You're a little bit behind, not wildly behind, but a little bit behind. You know that. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of thinking about those, like for kids. You know, okay, okay. that don't really perfect understand or know. So if you have kids that are like eighteen, twenty, and they're starting to save a little bit of money and do Ross and all that, I totally hear you. And and it makes there's these are controversial. Okay, some managers hate them. Some managers love them. I'm on the side of the, I love them until you're hit for age 50. I hate them after age 50, if that makes any sense, Cheryl. And let me explain, and thanks for the call. In your case, you're a little bit behind for saving. These, and it may, you may make a, a wrong decision. You may say, I'm going to retire in 15 years. So let's take the current year of 2010, add 15 to it, so I'd be in the 2025 category. But in reality, for you to get to where you want to get, you probably should retire in 2030 or 2035. So you want to give it a little bit more time and take a little bit more risk right now. So I love these funds as a great way of accumulating assets, Cheryl. I hate these funds as a way of managing assets. And there's two times in your life, in my opinion, uh, money-wise. You accumulate a million dollars, and then you manage a million dollars. And accumulating is the easy part. You pick funds like this. You pick the life cycle funds, the freedom funds. Fidelity calls them the freedom funds. Vanguard calls them life cycle funds. Schwab has their own name for them as well. And ultimately what they are is they're a mix of all their funds. So you get some international. As you get older, less international. As you get older, your your little percentage of bonds when you're younger becomes a higher percentage of bonds. So it, it, it automatically readjusts for you so that your risk in the final few years is a lot more stable and a lot less risky. So I like these funds to accumulate. They're not very smart, Cheryl, but they don't have to be. For instance... I could put you on a diet. Let's say you're 10 pounds overweight. I could put you on a diet that is just hardcore. It's smart. It's efficient. It, it incorporates dieting. It incorporates exercise. It incorporates, you know, going to see Dr. Phil to improve your self-esteem. But that's too much. Why don't I just say, why don't you go from three meals a day to four meals? Get an extra meal and make it make them all a little bit smaller. Get some exercise in. Cut the alcohol. Let's see where we are in three months. More than likely, you're going to be moving in the right direction. These funds will move you in the right direction. They're not rocket science. They're a great way for the average person to accumulate some wealth. Let's go to John and Sonoma, 800-345-5639. Or if you're out of the Bay Area, it's 415-322-9101. It's 415-322-9101. How are you, John? I'm not doing too good, Roberto. We just uh, had a little bit of a robbery in the U.S. game. Did you watch that? Oh, it's. I wouldn't even go as far as a robbery. I did watch it this morning, and... Yes, we had a goal disallowed that was clearly a goal, but we gave up two goals, John, that were pathetic. We should have won yeah. the game two to nothing, not three to two. We, we 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 screwed ourselves, and we're famous for that in international soccer. So I hear you that we got robbed, and I hear you that you're angry, 
But now the pressure's on us to win against Algeria. We win and we're in. That's as simple as it's going to be, John. Uh, not necessarily if uh, England ties. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's not necessarily, but more than, more than likely five points is going to get you in. So, I hope so, but we should have yeah. waltzed in. Well, let's put it this way. If we win and we get two points, if we beat the Algeria by 2 nothing, we're in. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully we don't choke. <laughs> so far, we, we've... Uh, we we did well against England. We underperformed against Slovenia, and I hate that nation of two million. But we should have beat them two nothing, not not three two. Two two draws, you okay. Really think we did well against England? I I mean, it was good that we got a tie, but I wouldn't say we played well. Nor did England. Oh, I I would say that uh, we did very well in the second half. We we battled back. We showed a lot of character. Um, they're a great team with you know all of their players are on international teams where only some of our players are on international teams. I mean, one of our, our players is uh, in the Mexican League, which is the lowly of the lowly. That's even lower than the MLS on a lot of levels. So, uh, so I, I, again, I think, I think the tournament's going well. Did you see Germany this morning? Four o'clock in the morning. Germany got upset one nothing. I know they lost. I couldn't. Against Serbia, right? It's against Serbia. What, a major upset. So they've been happening. France has got a disastrous uh, uh, result so far. So... I don't feel like we're. I don't feel we're awful, uh, but we need to win to get in. I mean, a tie is not going to do it for sure. Agreed. So anyway, what are you thinking about elsewhere? Um, well, besides that, um, I'm sitting on about forty grand in the bank. I'm 27, and I kind of was. You know, I go back and forth between buying a house. I'm single, however, and uh, I just really hate sitting on this money, but I want to keep it somewhat. Available if I did decide to purchase. Okay. Um, but obviously, in the bank, it's doing nothing for me. Any advice? Yeah, you'd be looking for a low beta stock or you'd be looking for a municipal bond. And uh, if you take a look at a beta on a stock, it'll show you how much more volatile it is versus the stock market. And typically, things like utilities, they don't really get all that caught up in the daily headline news. So you'd be looking at a, a utility type stock, in my opinion. Uh, maybe a PG&E, maybe a Con Edison, maybe an Exelon. Um, if you want to like get a little bit sexier, because Exelon's got that nuclear utility exposure. So that's what I would do. Now, with that said, John, you're 27 years old, you're single, and you want to buy a house. Um, if you do buy a house, in my opinion, you I think you always want to give it at least five, probably 10 years. So in 10 years, do you see yourself married? Uh, yes. Okay. So get a house that's going to fit her. And get a house that's going to fit maybe a baby in case you're she's leaning that way or in case you're leaning that way. Don't get a condo. Don't get a townhouse. It's ghetto. Um, get something that you could afford. 35% of your income goes to the monthly mortgage. That's it. A little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but not much more. Don't strain yourself. Figure out what the taxes are going to be. I think real estate has 10 to 20% to fall in the weaker areas of California. And I think it's going to probably be sideways uh, at the stronger areas of the Bay Area. Yeah, and that's what's kept me from buying is I want to buy something I could see myself staying in for a long time. And that's why I've held out, and it's been two years now, and I've had all this money that hasn't made anything. So Maybe you could also start thinking, and John, and thanks for the call, um, look at some other alternatives. Uh, I don't know if you want to be a landlord. Never, ever, never, never, ever will you hear me say go invest in rental properties. But uh, we have a place real close to us that's going to always hold some good value uh, called Tahoe. And uh, some of the houses there got just wrecked. So I think maybe uh, 
you're ever looking for a second home or a home that you can rent out. I don't know if you've got the time in your life to be a landlord or if you don't mind uh, paying a management company 8% of the, the mortgage to do it for you. Um, I would look at some alternatives if you don't feel comfortable with the Bay Area. I'm totally comfortable. John, you and I could be best friends and we could rent for the rest of our lives in the Bay Area. I want you to own some real estate elsewhere, but you don't have to own it here, especially if it makes you uncomfortable. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to look at what's happening on the opening bell of Wall Street and some of the big stories that are out there today. Dow's up 15. NASDAQ's up 1. S&P 500 up 1. we got a positive day. 800-345-5639. Rob Black and your money. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black and your money. 1-800-345-5639. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Last couple weeks on Wall Street have been volatile. They've been dramatic. Ultimately, we're trending higher on a two-week basis. In the month of May, it was, it was not the prettiest month. But that was following 15 great months on the stock market where the trend was definitely higher. So we've kind of digested that huge run that we had after a huge fall. Where are we where we should be? I don't have a problem where we are. To me, the valuations look cheap, but the question marks look big. They look dark. We don't have a lot of answers to them. For instance, how much is British Petroleum actually going to owe when all things are said and done? So most analysts that I'm now starting to see, see two things. They're going to have a civil side of damages but they're also going to have a criminal side of damages. And the criminal side is starting to be quantified at roughly, I think, about $40 billion. And the civil side, i.e., let's clean things up, is being valued at roughly about $15 billion, uh, maybe as low as 8 to $15 billion. So most people are starting to put it around $40 billion. Keep in mind, they've only put aside $20 billion. They're only agreed to put aside $20 billion. So, and this is just, these are early early estimates. So we got a lot of question marks, like gold spikes to an all-time high. How much further can it go up? Financial regulation. The House, the Senate conference, they're going to take a break today, but back on Monday, there should be you know some impact on Wall Street. There's China, and China's tumbled uh, recently as there's been strikes at Toyota. Turns out a lot of these Chinese uh, workers are now starting to get on the internet to say, hey, this sucks. We want more money. We want more this. We want more that. So question is, when does China move towards a currency float? And when does China start addressing some of their labor issues? So there's a mortgage crackdown. We've seen that out in the news. So all of these little things are starting to add up. Of like, eh, it's kind of bothersome. European said, uh, banks said they're going to do a stress test a lot like the United States did. I love that because it, it shows you things versus having questions. Wall Street likes clarity. We don't like questions. So the New York Stock Exchange today opened higher as Asian stocks were mixed. Ultimately, what we have is right now the Dow's up 12, NASDAQ's up half a point, S&P 500's up a half a point. That gold hitting a record on safe haven demands telling you that some people are a little wobbly, a little nervous. You've got the quadruple witching going on of options expiring today, so it tends to be a, a, a day that turns on a dime. Elsewhere today, many questions, but very, very few answers from British Petroleum CEO yesterday on Capitol Hill. Fox News Radio's Jill Nato has a recap. 
BP CEO Tony Hayward was grilled for more than five hours by the House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee, one member of Congress after another, drilling away, looking for facts and coming up empty. Committee Chair Bart Stupak, the Democrat from Michigan, finally threw in the towel. I think the uh, evasiveness of your answers only served to increase the frustration, not decrease the frustration not just of members of Congress, but of that of the American people. Committee members have 10 days to submit questions in writing to Hayward. No word on when those questions may actually get answered. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News Radio. The economic impact in the Gulf is huge right now, and it hurts the United States economy. Uh, When you shut down the auto industry, it hurts the U.S. economy. When you shut down the airline industry, it hurts the U.S. economy. Same thing when you shut shut down rig workers. A lot of the rigs that are out in the Gulf right now, they've got the ability to go a mile deep. And um, they've basically been told, you're on hold. President Obama says there's a moratorium for you out there on rigs for six months. Now, there's 33 rigs out there. And those 33 rigs employ a lot of people. And those 33 rigs, they have chefs and they've got food. They've got farmers who are, are supplying them with gear. You know, monthly wages out of the Gulf just on these rigs, $165 million a month of our economy is out on those rigs. Now, with that said, BP's put aside $100 million to kind of cover some of the lost money there. But it's going to hurt. People aren't going to be able to pay their, 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 their money. Each rig typically employs about 800 to 1,400 people even though each rig may only have 30 people on it. Uh, the amount of service jobs that have to go into it, you know, and the amount of, you know, loading oil and unloading oil and loading food and unloading food and, you know, buying food and things like that. So each rig, 1,400 jobs. Now, do you really want a six-month moratorium? Don't, do, don't you kind of want Obama to lift that? Or do you want to say, sorry, guys, you picked the bad career. We're so sorry you chose to be a, a, a rig driller. It's, it's a damnation question. To me, I, I feel bad because... To me, who's getting raped right now? It's the it's 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 Louisiana, it's Alabama. Um, these local companies they've serviced, they've depended on offshore energy development. Uh, many of them, you know, went into this as a career. It could affect three hundred thirty thousand people in Louisiana alone. So I know when we see a crisis like this, first thing you and I want to do is say, "Screw the company, shut them down." We don't want this to happen again. But at the same point in time, you got a place for those three hundred thirty thousand jobs? I don't. Next up, another job bill passes in the House. The scaled-back legislation approved today. It reauthorizes several expired stimulus programs. It offers new tax credits for small businesses. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, after the bill's passage, said small businesses are excited by signs of economic growth, but still need a little bit of a life raft. We're hearing from small businesses that there's some optimism and hope in terms of business opportunity, but they need credit, and they've needed credit for a long time with the banks, which the banks have not provided. Okay, I just saw a pig flying. I agree with Nancy Pelosi. It's small bank. It's we need small businesses to have money to hire, to have money to take chances, to have money to grow their business when they see an opportunity. I can tell you I own a couple small businesses, and there is no credit out there for small businesses. There used to be, for instance, on my Amex, uh, I used to have an $80,000 monthly limit. Now it's it's limited about 15000 Again, that doesn't hurt me, but it limits me. So my limiting, Nancy Pelosi's, she's exactly right. It, it, we got to focus on small businesses, and who would have thought I would have agreed so the original bill that was tied towards this was had about a target price of about eighty 
billion dollars. Now it's $58 billion. So in order to get it done and through 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I saw a story the other day that I just, to me, I love this story. It's called rent a friend. And these there's websites in Asia where it's popular to rent a friend. And there's the article talked about this woman named Jennifer, Jennifer Morrison. She's simply Jennifer. She's a platonic friend for hire. It's called rentafriend.com, rentafriend.com. The reservation taker at a popular Las Vegas restaurant, Jennifer Morris, and she accepted cash to show an introverted out-of-towner computer program around the Pinball Hall of Fame at Bellagio's famous dancing fountains. She also met a guy at the airport and gave him a list of things to do in Vegas and, and, and places to eat. She hung out with her grandmother and helped her patch a quilt. She is renting. She is a friend who is rentable. She's a stay-at-home single mom. No, no, no. She's a stay-at-home mom. And in order to help pay, you know, some of the bills in the family, she asked her husband, you mind if I do this? It's because it, it has that instant feel of like, you're just going to be a whore. You're just going to be someone that people hire to, to sleep with. So for $30 an hour. And um, I don't know. I, I find the story to be compelling and interesting. She charges 20 to $30 an hour. This is a nationwide website. Um, it's a seven month old service. It's based on services that are in Japan. And Americans, we feel lonely quite often. And a word, friend, it's now a verb. I'm going to defriend you or I'm going to friend you on Facebook. So it, it really shows that chronic loneliness can lead to depression. Chronic loneliness can lead to suicide, high blood pressure, and viral infections. Roughly 20% of all people or 60 million Americans say they feel lonely at any given moment. And renting a friend is a solution? Is it a stopgap? What is it? So this rentafriend.com receives 100,000 unique views every month. They've got nearly 2,000 members who pay $24.95 a month or $70 a year for a login password. You're able to look at the photos and profiles of 167,000 possible pals. I love this idea. I think to me it's hilarious. You know, a lot of people in America live on the road for their businesses. And they're in different cities at different times. You can basically hire a tour guide, someone who's got a bubbly personality. You leave them ratings. How were they as a friend? Now, again... You're not going to, I don't know if you're going to end up having sex with this person or not, but I love the idea. I don't know if I would ever do the idea. You know, is it legal? Is it really platonic? You know, is it 100% sure? Is it zero tolerance? Has anyone ever been murdered? You know, what, what happens if something bad does happen? Love the idea. 800-345-5639. Would you ever rent a friend? 800-345-5639. Would you ever put yourself up for rent? 20 to $30 an hour ain't too shabby. Coming up, we got John in Sunnyvale. He's talking about investing in fixed income products. Plus, we got the business of sports. 800-345-5639. Rob Black and your money. Would you rent a friend? I'm Rob Black. Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. So just so you know, I just did that story on rentingafriend.com. Rentafriend.com. And I'm, I went to the website just to see what it's all about. And you could punch in your zip code. And, you know, I just punched in 94115. And uh, you can clearly see that some of these people probably might be whores. And some of them might be male gigolos, i.e. Their, their photos with their shirt off. Probably means you could probably score some action with that guy or girl. Um, it's hilarious, though, because you could view their profile and, you know, some of these people are incredibly attractive and some of these people are, 
not so much. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I find this uh, almost as fascinating as I, I don't really enjoy. I, I First of all and foremost, MySpace is about to go down. I think that's a website that's just it, it's reeling backwards. They just had another executive leave. And Facebook, to me, I, I don't really get the fascination with it. I'm kind of playing along for now. I've got a group page tied towards this radio show called I Hate Rob Black that I'm much more interested in than my own friends. Um, I don't know where to go with this story other than it, some of the phenomenon that happens on the Internet tied towards social issues. I think it's intriguing, and we'll be studying it in college for years and years to come. Rentafriend.com. Let's go to John in Sunnyvale, 800-345-5639. How are you, John? All right. Fine, Rob. Uh, yeah, I'd like to talk, uh, talk about some uh, fixed income because I'm not very uh, good on the uh, picking stocks and even even mutual funds. And I need some uh, cash so I can you know live day to day. John, I, am, I have a question for you yeah. before we get into you. Uh-huh. Would you rent me for $20 an hour, like to come over and just be your friend and, and impress your friends that you know Rob Black? Probably not. Probably not. I don't have twenty dollars. <laughs> I'd buy food with it. Okay. Well, you're not the best. Yeah. Uh, you're not the best demographic for our sponsors. I don't have any money. It's just our sponsors just went. Oh, you're killing us, John. But anyway, um, no, I like to generate some money with uh, with my uh, money that pretty much I have in cash right now. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you, John. How old are you? I'm sixty-two, and okay. I have a traditional IRA. Are you single? I'm single. Yes. Okay. How much money do you have? Uh, we say uh, three hundred thousand. That's not very much. Are you still working? No, I'm not. No, okay. Nope. Okay, that's not a lot in California. Is your house paid for? House is paid for. Okay, and you probably got that prop prop thirteen, so you got low income taxes, all things considered. Uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're pretty good. And okay. uh, real estate taxes. Insurance is killing me for health insurance, but other than that, uh, what what are you paying in health insurance for? Uh. What am I paying? Uh, yeah. My health insurance? How when, much? Yeah, when are you going to go to Medicare and Medicaid, Medi-Cal? I think that's 65. Okay, so you've got a couple years before that. So you're... That's right. I'm just turning 62. Why are you paying? Um, no, no, no. Why are you not working? Have you considered a job that I'm, would cover uh, your medical insurance? Sort of physically unable to do that right now. I couldn't do it. Okay. Had some uh, health issues. Yeah, what did you have? Uh, problems with my lungs, breathing. Okay. Uh, that will cut me right out and some heart problems. Anything that I could advise, and I know this is going to sound horrible, John. Yeah. You're healthy enough to answer the phone. You're healthy enough to talk on the phone. So if you can get a job like at a Home Depot where you're going to jump on a massive, huge group insurance plan, that may be the best thing you could do with your time. Just FYI. it's It, it sounds humiliating. I'm trying to send a, a man back to work, but your big cost now, and again, you're probably paying what, 3000 How much are you paying a month in health care? Seven hundred. Seven hundred. So you're paying um, about eight thousand four hundred a year. Yes. And that's after taxes, and that's, yeah, that's not counting uh, prescriptions. And that. Well, I got a prescription plan, but I still got to pay the copay and all that. Okay. So, and how much are you on Social Security disability? Or I'll are you start Social Security this this year? I'm going to take it. Okay. So it'll be a couple months, and that'll start. You're not in a good situation, in my opinion. How much is your house worth? See, probably probably four right now in the neighborhood, four and a, four and a quarter. Okay. When the time comes, I want, I'm going to want you to consider a reverse mortgage. I know that sounds like an odd thing, but that's a good way of getting equity out of your home. And if you're not in great health, 
it's why not get some of that equity out and, and increase your lifestyle a little bit. That 300000 that you have, I want you to draw down on it incredibly slowly because that's your only liquid cash um, asset. And it sounds like your only other asset's your home. Is there anything else that I'm missing? Do you own you know, cars? or? I have a small – I got two cars and a small brokerage account with 25000 in it. Okay. Half of that is in cash. Okay. So just so you know – I think you could maybe generate about fifteen thousand dollars a year off three hundred thousand safely. Is that going to be enough for you? Because that's only a thousand a month. That would sure help out. Yes. Okay. What do you have that three hundred thousand dollars in now? It's just sitting in uh, just nothing, or earning a half of uh, a tenth of a percent, or whatever it is. Yeah. Have you cons- have you considered a California Muni Go bond? General obligation bond? Oh, that's pretty much why I'm calling. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm just trying to get some information. Yeah, I think you can. Um, I think you're going to want to stick with something like Muni's. They're fairly liquid. They're fairly safe. They're fairly secure. With that said, out of 50 states, California's number 50 as far as creditworthiness goes. They we stink. That actually benefits you, John, if you believe that for somehow, some way, some short, we just continue to extend our debt issues. We continue to issue new money. We continue to borrow new money. We continue to um, kind of put off the decision. I would go with the general obligation muni bond because you're going to get about 5%. Real rate of returns almost 7 8%. And off 300000 you could actually make you know a good fifteen to 16000 17000 a year. Um, that's not a lot of money. I mean, dude, you're spending 8000 Half of your income is going to be going to your health care cost for a while. So that that scares me. And then you know, living off the other $8,000, um, that's not a lot of money. But, you know, clearly get a budget, keep on a budget, don't spend what you don't have. And you never, next year when you call me, you better tell me, I got 300000 And the year after that, I got 300000 The year after that, I got 300000 Do not spend that money down. And when the time comes, I'd consider a reverse mortgage on your home. Or heck, get out of the area. I've, I've thought of that. I've yeah. thought of that very seriously. So sell everything and, and move to a new area and be a new man, John. So this area is very, very expensive. So thanks for the call. 800 800- Three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. My question now is not so much would you do rent a friend? Would you hire me to be your friend? Because maybe I'll go on rent a friend and be someone's rental friend. Uh, and again, I'm not going to be your gigolo. I'm not going to. Maybe I'd clean your house. I think that'd be kind of hilarious. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Would you rent me as a friend? Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls. On the air. Coming up, I got some stock news for you. I got to get to stock news. I'm itching. I've got the itch, and the only way it can be be satisfied is, is talking stocks. 800 345 Rob Black and your money, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. It's Aloha Friday. No work till Monday. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Computer saying. Rob Lag and Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Calls have been good today. Keep them up. 800 345 5639. It's 800 345 5639. The question that I keep coming back to is rentafriend.com. For $20 to $30 an hour, you could rent someone that'll come to your house and help scrapbook with you. You can rent someone that'll go do dinner with you. And let's say you're going on business to Oklahoma City and you're like, what the hell is there to do in Oklahoma City? 
Well, you can rent a friend from Oklahoma City, and they'll show you everything you can do in Oklahoma City. It's a fun idea. I Clearly, this is uh, one of those, someone with too much time on their hands. But I think it's an idea that it's actually a, a pretty successful business model, and I do think it'll stick. I don't know if it'll stick as just purely rent a friend, but would you rent me? I'm having a confidence issue right now because no one's no one's saying the rent me. Last caller, John, said no. I think I'm a bargain at twenty bucks an hour, thirty dollars an hour. I could do yard work. Um, I could put in new new sod for you. I can um, take out a wall for you. I can put in a uh, a kitchen for you. I can uh, put in a bathroom for you. See, I don't think that's the way it works. What do you think? How do you think it works? I think that's a handyman. You're paying an expert to come in and do things to be handy around your house. That's totally different than renting a friend. Well, there's a girl named Julia in Moraga where she'll introduce you to people or go to a coffee house with you or bowl or sightsee. I'll do that. That's what that that's what friends do. I don't like the idea of the tour guide thing, you know, yeah. then just rent a tour guide. That's true. You know, she'll play video games with you. She'll go on picnics with you. Yeah, I think if you really want to, like, within the boundaries of renting a person and calling it a friend, you should, they should do friend things with you. They shouldn't work. They shouldn't be your tour guide. They shouldn't build you a new kitchen. Let's let's stick to the name here. Rent a friend. I could do that. I couldn't be your handyman and I couldn't be your tour guide. See, the funny thing is, I don't have friends and I don't really like friends. I, I literally have one friend. And I don't get out and I don't socialize. But yet, I think I could put myself up for rent and, and do that because I wouldn't actually have to make an emotional tie to the person who's going to hurt me later. Even though you're socially awkward? Even though I am socially awkward. So it, it, why would that be any better if you were being paid? Don't don't kill my dream. I'm sorry. I know one day you want to be a helicopter pilot in, in Hawaii, even though you're not in the military. You've never taken a helicopter lesson. I don't even think you've been in a helicopter for all I know. But, I haven't. So I'm not killing you. I've been in a helicopter. I'm one step ahead of you. Thanks for not killing my dream. I get the idea. Don't kill my dream. I okay. want to be a rentable friend. All and right. I want people to to desire me. Like, how cool would it be to rent me for like a Christmas party? How cool. And like, I could be ambiguously gay. I can be ambiguously sexual. Like, the, the weird thing is, I think that you might do those things for free. I, I Just because you think it would be funny. I used to. So... And people would be like, you're with her? <laughs> so she's got no teeth. So I actually went to a Christmas party once with a girl that was missing like three or four teeth in the front. Um, and now you're saying, that's a lot of information. She was having some crazy dental work done. So they had to remove teeth to make space for everything to move around or something. Like, I honestly think she had a tooth coming out perpendicular to her teeth. <laughs> like, it was pretty janky. Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's talk money, 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 and investments. World governments today, we learned, have ramped up their military spending in 2009. Despite a financial crisis and a looming threat of a recession, we're spending more on war. Military spending rose 6% in real terms to $1.53 trillion and 49% above spending in 2009. So since 2009, we've been growing. Of the top 15 military buyers, 14 increased military spending, uh, though the U.S. alone accounts for about 43% of total military-related purchases. Over the past year, 17 major armed conflicts carried on in such places like Colombia and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. There's, there's a lot of wars going on, Palestinian territories, Philippines, Somalia. A lot of people don't think about it, but war is a business, right? There's some stability that's come to Iraq. Conditions have worsened, though, in Afghanistan and violence in Pakistan's Swat Valley. Escalated in 2009. What are some war investments? 
Lockheed Martin, ticker symbol LMT. Northrop Grumman, ticker symbol NOC. Boeing, they make missiles, ticker symbol BA. There's a company called L3. They do a lot of satellite work, LLL. Uh, Another one would be General Dynamics, GD. And a final one, Goodrich, ticker symbol GR. They're into the war business as well. So again, war spending up. That's pretty impressive if you think about it. War spending's up 6% year over year, even though we're hearing all these problems that are out there. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's do a quick call, then we'll get back to some stock talk. Let's go to Jim in Sacramento. Jim? Hey, Rob. How are you, Jim? Very good, thanks. Would you, How are you? Quick question. Would you rent me as a friend? Well, it depends. Yeah, if you did uh, stock stuff, yeah, mate, yeah. I'd do stock stuff. I'd come to your 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 couch and sit there. If you got some corn chips for me, I'd, I'd talk stocks for you. Okay. So I work for corn chips and and, and twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. It, beer, sometimes, yeah. sometimes beer. What type of beer are we talking about? We're not talking Budweiser, are we? Oh no, no. So. Uh, Irish Killing Red or oh good, yeah, not, dark bread, beer. Count me in. Just don't put me into any Coors Light or uh, Bud no, Light that's, or that's Bud uh, Water. It is water. I once washed my car with a Budweiser, and people thought that was uh, distasteful. I want to know about, uh, I live in Sacramento on, uh, between the uh, four by Sac State. I don't know if you know the area, but one side has a river, one side has the railroad tracks. Sure. I live up next to the railroad tracks. I live about the railroad tracks levees like 30 feet from my backyard. So one day you're going to be washed away if conditions go bad. Oh, yeah, well, it almost happened in 86. It almost, got, it almost flooded my area, so. Okay. I had the big flood. How do you feel about that? Do you have insurance to cover you? No. Okay. No flood insurance. I never buy flood insurance. So you live near a levee and you live near the, the tracks. You must not be living near the best part of town, Jim. Oh, yeah, that's a good part of town. It's called River Park. It's a good part of town. Okay. So, so and that's all, that's, all, that's all relatively speaking because I've been to Sacramento. Okay. But anyway, what else? What else do you got for me? The other one is uh, Vanguard Global Equity. That's what I have, you know, but my problem is, I talked to you before, I, I'm the guy that uh, used all my money, my savings to, you know, remodel my house, remember me, that's me. But anyway, uh, I want to know how to, how to pick a good fund. I don't know how to pick a fund. Oh, that's a good question, and thanks for the call. All right. Um, so Jim in Sacramento, he's called before, and clearly I remember him. Um, he's looking at Vanguard, which is a great family fund. Um, mutual funds are owned typically by someone and that's called a family. Vanguard is a family fund, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price. Those are the best ones. Those are the biggest ones. Now they're not necessarily the best, but they're the cheapest. You can go with something like, uh, Matthews funds, which I like enormously, but they're not as cheap as Vanguard Fidelity or T. Rowe Price. Again, I like. Matthews fund. So again, I'm, I try to push most of you to the cheaper funds because they can accomplish what you need. So to get an international global equity position, he's looking at a ticker symbol VHGEX, VHGEX, Vanguard Global Equity. And what I can see here is the expense ratio is cheap. So it's typically about 1.5% for most mutual fund families, but here it's less than one third of, of, of that. So it, it's one half of 1%. So it, it's even lower than that. It's pretty impressive. When I take a look at the performance of this one, in the last 10 years, it's averaged 5.4%. That's not bad. That's not bad because it hasn't been the best last 10 years. So let's take a look at how it's done compared to their peers. 
other global funds. In the last five years, they basically underperformed a little bit. They've underperformed not as much as the difference in cost, though. Remember I told you it's about a one percentage point difference in cost? They've underperformed by about 70 basis points or seven-tenths of 1%. So this has been the better fund, but on performance, it hasn't been. But on cost, it has been. Now, in the last, since 1995, what is that, 15 years, it's had 11 up years and four down years. The down year was rough, down 46%. The up years have been up 32, up 11, up 23, up 11, up 20, up 44, up 25, up 9, up 6, up 15. So all things considered, kind of like a winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far, and I'll give the ticker symbol again in just a second for those of you playing at home. It gets you names like Royal Dutch Shell. It gets you Banco Santander out of Chile. Gets you Cablevision, gets you ConocoPhillips, gets you ExxonMobil, gets you Microsoft, it gets you Time Warner, it gets you CMT market liquidity rate, uh, which is a country uh, a bond. It looks like. So it also has some British Petroleum in it. Worthy of note, those damn Brits spilling oil in our Gulf. Um, I'm not against this. I, I think it would be a nice fund for maybe five to ten percent of your equity, not much more. There's a lot of large cap growth names from the United States in there, like uh, Royal Dutch Shell, uh, Pfizer, you know, ConocoPhillips, ExxonMobil, Microsoft, and Time Warner. So it's a lot of large names, uh, but the performance has been pretty good, and uh, I have no no major issue with it in any way, shape, or form. It's, you know, five to seven percent grower, probably on average. Some years will be a little bit better. Some years will be a little bit worse. So not too shabby though. And thanks for the call, Jim. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Bank of America, Merrill Lynch today. Keep in mind, Bank of America bought Merrill Lynch a couple years, a year ago. And they've ultimately downgraded the supermarket chain Safeway and Kroger. Now, that doesn't make a lot of sense on the headline, right? Uh, We need Safeway and Kroger to put food in my belly. Put food in my belly. We need their ribs. We need their meat. We need their pasta. We need their soda. we We need to go grocery shopping. So food commodity prices imply ultimately a return to deflation. And what's happening is Walmart is aggressively discounting. And that's putting pressure on the outlook for the you know, Safeways and Kroger's. If you open up a circular from Walmart, you can get a case of Coca-Cola for two bucks and fifty cents. Like, holy crap, it's ten cents a soda. Whereas if you get that at Safeway, it's gonna be more like four ninety nine. Americans are looking at their their wallets a little bit more. When you're unemployed, you scrape by. So Costco and BJ Wholesales, ticker symbol BJ. Who doesn't love BJ? I love BJ. Um, there's some price pressure going on, and Walmart wants you to get you in to you know buy groceries, and maybe they'll get you to you know buy a Slurpee, you know something that has a crazy high markup while you're there. So ultimately, BJ Wholesale is probably best positioned in a deflationary environment, as is Costco and Walmart. Whereas Safeway and Kroger, they kind of need more of a healthy market where when you're going to Safeway, instead of looking for the best deals, maybe you're looking to go from, you know, ribeye to filet. Maybe you're looking to go from hamburger to, you know, a ribeye. So where you're upgrading right now, we're still in that potential deflationary environment. Another little stock to take a quick look at. Um, And this goes back to BP, British Petroleum. I get just tons of calls from you. And emails asking, what do you think about BP? What do you think about BP? And BP put $20 billion in escrow, but one analyst is today calling it, you know, just they're, they're downgrading it. To, you know, they're cutting it to hold. They say, if you have it, just hold it. If not, 
No sense in getting it. They think um, ultimately the potential spill cost, they're looking at it, and they've set aside $20 billion. That's the public figure, right? But they're looking at the punitive liabilities of about $32.8 billion. Anytime you do something to our environment, it's pretty easy to prove. Environmental crimes are pretty easy to prove. Um, getting OJ convicted 16 years ago, even though he tried to commit suicide and in his Bronco and he tried to outrun the cops and while he was in his Bronco in his driveway, he basically said, I killed her. I'm so sorry. I got to go. Um, that was inadmissible. Even though we had his confession, you know, talking to a, a police officer, inadmissible. So can't convict him. But man, is it easy to convict someone who spills oil? So anyway, it, it's looking like $40 billion. Uh, let's let's sit on that for a couple of days and see how if we can digest that or if that number goes higher or if it goes lower. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I got some headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.